Hi, my name is Candice. I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend, and I'm a woman who truly believes in the resilience inside of each and every one of us. I know that life throws us some tough shit sometimes, and I want this to be a space where we can laugh together and cry together, and a space where we can rise, glow, and grow together. On this podcast, we're going to tackle life and all it brings with a focus on health, both mental and physical, overall wellness, and daily personal improvement. Stay tuned for laughs, inappropriate jokes, real advice, guest interviews, and a real look past the highlight reel that we're bombarded with every single day. I'm so honored you're spending your time with us today, and I hope you feel welcome and love here while listening. Hello. I feel like that hello sounded like um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. I want to go home and watch it. I'm also really digging this intro music. Are you? I am. It's good. Thanks to the best producer ever for putting together the intro. You got it. <laughs> That's Cam. Mm-hmm. And I'm Candice. What's up, guys? How's it going? Happy, I would say happy Monday because this is when this episode will drop. But you might be listening on a Thursday. So happy whatever day it is when you hear this. (laughs) Uh, How was was your day today, Cam? It was good. I feel like today went by really fast. It didn't go fast for me, but nevertheless, a good day. That's good. Um, I'm excited about everything that's happening still. Like, I know that we're just coming off a couple, a couple weeks off relaunching for season two. And I don't know. I just, I think we've got kind of like a new flow, a new format. And I just, every time I come, I feel like the way that I say this makes it sound like I wasn't having fun before because I absolutely was, but it's just a new level and I feel very excited awesome. to be recording and, 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 uh, you know, just doing all of the things. So <clears throat> guys, I really need to ask you guys a favor. If you are listening on iTunes or Spotify or really wherever, whatever platform you platform you're listening on, there's show notes. And in those show notes, we have an email address. And um, I would really, really, really love it if you would send in your questions to that email address. It can be about anything. It can be about life. It can be about beauty products. It can be about my daily routine. It can be about relationships. Whatever questions that you, it can be what's Cam's favorite food. I feel like he'd be okay with sharing that with us. Um, I hate picking favorites. Really? Me too. How did we never know that about each other? (laughs) I find it so hard to pick a favorite, but when I do have a favorite, it's like non-negotiable diehard. Like there's like no contest. Yeah. I'd rather just not do it. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Well, Cam maybe doesn't want to tell you his favorite food because he doesn't want to just pick one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So I don't currently have a favorite food, but like 
up until my mid twenties, probably my favorite food was the lamest thing ever: chicken tenders. Um, but yeah, so we have been holding space or, you know, just planning in time to answer questions for you guys. And so we really want that kind of back and forth interaction and feedback and just to be able to know what it is that you're going through in your day to day. And what do you need advice on or what do you need help on? One, because we just want to be able to help you, whatever it is that you want to know, but also it helps us kind of know what sort of things you guys enjoy hearing about the most and want to talk more about. So that would be really, really helpful if you would be willing to do that. Like I said, every single time that we post a show, it's going to have notes. And in those notes, you will always be able to find the ways to contact us. So you can contact us at riseandglowco rise and glow co rise and glow co at gmail.com um, but also like i said for reference you can find that in the show notes so that we can start doing a little bit more q a in the beginning of these podcasts but with that being said i would love to get to the main topic of today which is money specifically ways to make it not like in your main job, I mean, sometimes these things evolve into a main job, but side hustle, not side hustle. I don't want to call it a side hustle because I feel like side hustle can almost inadvertently limit something and it it makes you just think it has to be this like little extra thing. But sometimes side hustles turn into main hustles and sometimes they don't and that's okay. But I think that we are continuing to be in a society that requires us to have money coming in from multiple places. Um, Most American households are $500 or less sometimes away from complete financial devastation, like paycheck to paycheck. And if some emergency came up or something went wrong, there wouldn't be funds in the bank uh, to take care of that. And there have been plenty of times where I myself have been in that position. Um, you guys know, I've shared pretty openly about having to go back to work because I had spent, you know, pretty much everything I had building in the businesses that I was working on. And when I had to pivot my brand, uh, I, you know, I stepped away from a lot of things, but that took away pretty much all of my income. And I, had I, you know, I had to take a step back and do what was smart for me and what was right for me so that I could kind of relaunch again in a big way. And so I want you guys to know that there are so many options. Sometimes it can be easier to like, maybe you have your main job or maybe you even have two jobs, but you need something else. There's a lot of like gig type of incomes and little side projects and things like that. Stuff where you can use your own skill set, um, stuff that contracted out work, things like that. So what I would like to do is just kind of spitball some ideas. I want to tell you about the things that I've done for extra income in the past, give you some ideas. Um, I'll probably even post some links to referrals and things like that that you can um, involve yourself in if you're looking for something to bring in some extra money in the show notes so that 
you guys kind of just have a straight link to that. And also the beauty of a lot of these gigs is like the referral benefits as well. So if you, for example, if you drive for Uber and you refer a friend, uh, you can get like a credit to your account or maybe a referral bonus or something like that. And so that's an additional way to capitalize on the side gig income stream. You can create, you know, if you're good at design or film, photography, whatever, there's so many ways to expand and make additional income. And this isn't to minimalize if anybody's feeling like, oh, I don't have a car, so I can't go do this. Or I'm not saying that this is comprehensive. I'm not saying that these are the ones you have to choose to do. But a lot of people I find still don't even know that these opportunities exist. And if anything, I always want to be the someone the person that is willing to put somebody else on. Like when I know of something that has helped me or that I think is a great idea, I want to make sure as many people know about it as possible because I already know that I have my plan to succeed. And so somebody else succeeding in no way intimidates or upsets or worries or hinders me. I want us all to win. And the more that we all win, the more that we all rise, the more that we all are making that money, then the happier that makes me. So Let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about is some of the gigs that I've done in the past. So just for like my regular jobs, I have done, um, I would say like almost every niche in the service industry. I started off in food. I was doing like catering. Um, I was doing... Uh, fast casual like Baja Fresh. I worked with Baja Fresh from 14 years old to 18 years old. And uh, I'm going to tell you at 30 years old, I'm still not tired of their food. Mexican food is my favorite fucking food. Mm. <laughs> Completely off topic, but I'm really sad that there's not a, quite as many of those as there used to be. But yeah, so I've done food service. When I was in um, my senior year of high school, I got a part-time job in addition to working at Baja Fresh, I was able to leave school early because I had like done enough classes. I would just go in for like my English and my dance class and then I would leave and go to work. And I was working at a bridal shop that sold wedding dresses. And that was a really, really cool experience. That was probably the first direct experience. It was like this high that I would get like emotionally of getting to empower women because especially in the United States, like these these like trad like wedding traditions of like the white dress and like finding the perfect one and and the whole like big shebang of of a wedding day and seeing that full process but like seeing these women in their and like a lot of times in a very vulnerable state like maybe they're getting ready physically for the wedding they're trying to lose weight or look a certain way and they like want to be the most beautiful they could ever be in their whole life on their wedding day and seeing them try on these different dresses and you know just that was my definitely my first experience of having the ability to be in a position where I could build a woman up or tear her down. And obviously, it financially made sense for me to also build the woman up because I made a commission off of selling the dresses. But if you're somebody who really has a heart for other people, you can understand that. Well, yes, I had to make an income that like that wasn't what drove me. It was seeing the smile on these women's faces when we found the dress that like lit up from their mouth to their cheeks to their eyes. The smile would just like explode through their whole face. And that was the coolest feeling ever. And I think definitely one of the standout times of when I was like, 
man, there is almost nothing in the world that makes me feel better than like making another woman feel badass. Um, yeah, I like it was a really, really fun job. It could be, I mean, Bridezilla is a real thing. It could be stressful sometimes, (laughs) but I mean, it's an important day and there was a lot of emotion that went into that. So that was a really cool experience. But honestly, anything that is like sales related, especially when it's commission based, not, I wouldn't recommend necessarily doing something that's 100% commission only unless you have sales experience, just because unless you have honed those skills it's like feast or famine. Like if you don't make a sale, you're not making a dime. That can be really stressful when you're trying to learn how to sell. But if you are learning how to sell, finding an opportunity that provides like a base hourly pay and then the the ability to increase your income by perfecting your selling skills and closing the deal, that can be a tremendous additional income because there's usually not a cap on what you can create for yourself income wise, at least like while you're there working. So that's one thing that I really recommend. Um, another thing that I have done in the past is like brand ambassador work. So, um, depending on your scene, when I was a lot younger, I did, um, like the liquor modeling. So I would work for companies like Svedka or Malibu or Fireball, different, just different liquors, different alcohols. Usually like it's a larger parent company that would hire us out and I would just get paid by the hour, like 25, 30 bucks to go into the bars during happy hour on the weekends or sometimes a little bit later in the night when the crowd started coming in and just pass out shots and, you know, encourage like work with the bartenders at night. Sometimes they would craft a specific drink made with that alcohol. And it's like this, this special, this is like a, the shooter and it comes with Svedka and blah, blah, blah. And you would just go around and encourage people to try the alcohol and be the face of the brand and help the bar generate more sales specifically by selling that alcohol. So if you're somebody that's really sociable and, you know, doesn't mind getting in there with the crowd and, and kind of just being the life of the party and, educating on the brand, obviously, that's something that's very fun, very flexible, really casual. I mean, sometimes you have to wear like the brand shirt. Sometimes you can just go in like jeans and whatever heels. But that is one that is really, really cool and fun. Um, There's a lot of groups. If you search the city that you live in, you'd say brand ambassadors of Virginia Beach, for example. That's one that I'm in. Or whatever city that you live in, you can look for a Facebook group called brand ambassadors of. And Usually there's one, especially if you live in like a bigger metropolitan city and all types of brands. Like, I mean, I have done advanced auto parts, brand modeling. Um, So they call it brand modeling, brand ambassador, Dove chocolate, um, lots of liquors, like I said. Uh, that's all I can think of off the top of my head, but the, the opportunities are really endless is what I'm saying. You don't have to specifically do alcohol. You, I was in a theme park one time. I was in the inner Harbor. Like you can find, you can go in the grocery store sometimes. Sometimes they do testings in the liquor stores. So there's a lot of companies that use contracted brand representatives. They'll give you like a quick orientation, education of the product that you're promoting. And then all you have to do is have a great personality to attract people to whatever your location is, your table or your kiosk or roam around through a crowd at an event and be able to pique people's interest and tell them about what you represent. So that usually pays between 50 to 15 to 35 an hour, depending on your location, the product, 
all of that. So that can be, like I said, again, something that's really flexible that you can kind of work around whatever it is that you already have existing. You can just pick it up sometimes. Um, and that's, that's a lot of what the, the side gigs that I have done have been that type of thing. Cause I've pretty much always, until I began being self-employed had like a main job and then I had to work around the rest, which I think is many people's situations. So that's an option. Um, affiliate marketing, network marketing. So network marketing is actually what allowed me to be completely self-employed for three years. Um, affiliate marketing is something that I learned of while I was expanding in network marketing. So I want to talk to you just a little bit about the difference between them because I might actually do another episode another time that elaborates on this. But with network marketing, you have the opportunity to both represent a product, to sell it and make commissions off of it and build an organization of other people who do the same. So then you can kind of leverage the income you're making not only on your own efforts, but the efforts of the people that you bring into the opportunity. So it's like um, a lot of people do it online only nowadays. You don't have to kind of, you don't have to go in people's houses and sit everyone on a couch and do a presentation or anything like that unless you want to. Um, a lot of times the more presentation based companies will do like a happy hour or a mixer or something that's very much more modern and reasonable for the average everyday professional. Um, but for example, so I start a business it's like my own franchise, basically, because with network marketing, you're not the creator of the product. You don't do the shipping or the packaging or anything like that. There's a warehouse and a corporate that does all of that for you. You basically buy rights to the business model and then you work it as your own business. So I start my own franchise. I'm selling actually perfect example. I actually currently am partnered with a network marketing company um, and our focus is on the science of happiness, mental health, wellness, just overall like quality of life. So lots of supplements to improve your everyday life. Um, I talked to Cam about it. Cam's like, yes, this sounds awesome. I want to, you know, dip my toe in the water and kind of like get a feel for business as well. This is a great network marketing is a great launch pad for someone who wants to understand a lot of the basics of business without the full investment of putting like creating the product, having the manufacturer, doing the shipping, all of that. It's like a good, I, I like to call network marketing a launch pad in a lot of ways. Although some people start there and never leave because it can be so lucrative. Um, I help Cam, I train him, I show him the ropes. I like help him when he has customers with questions and things like that. I make money when I sell something, but I also make money when Cam sells something because I brought Cam in with me. Um, so that's kind of how that works. Whereas affiliate marketing, affiliate marketing is more so you may make a commission off of like two or three people that you bring in on the top. But if Cam goes and tells a friend, I'm not going to make money from that person, but Cam will versus network marketing. Um, I would make money off of Cam and the person that Cam tells, if that makes sense. So network marketing has a really shady and slimy name in a lot of cases. I will absolutely, I mean, there's no, like I completely left the industry at one point because I was like, Ugh, I'm tired of trying to be the kind of person that shows everyone it can be done differently. And I'm still tired of that. I don't care if you're, if you don't want to look past and see that it can be done differently. I, like we're not meant to do any type of business together. You're not meant to be my customer. That's cool. Like more power to you. I know that there are a lot of people working really hard to change the industry and run it as like legitimate business, quality products, treating people with respect and kindness and all of that. And so 
because I believe in the power of the ability to leverage time and, and income, that's why I keep returning to network marketing. But if something like that is not for you, but you love the idea of finding a product that you love sharing it and getting paid to do so, affiliate marketing is what you want to look at because you can say you're an ambassador for um, a company that sells t-shirts. You rock the t-shirts, you take pictures, you go out of the house. Every time you tell someone about a t-shirt and they buy it, you make 10% off of the sale of that t-shirt. You don't have to ship it. You don't have to create it. You don't have to pay the bills. Like you don't do anything except for rep the t-shirts and make 10% when somebody buys it through your referral code. That is what affiliate marketing is. And so that is a really, 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 really easy way to start generating money, especially if you already have a network, whether it's on social media, whether it's in person, there are so many companies that exist that have affiliate programs and you would never even know. Did you know that Elf Cosmetics has an affiliate program. Um, there's a, a company called Cauliflower, and it's like cauliflower products, like cauliflower pizza crust and stuff. So if you were somebody who's passionate about healthy living and like natural foods, and you have a natural foods blog, you should go sign up and be an affiliate with Cauliflower Foods, because every time you make a cauliflower pizza and you post a picture about it on your blog, you put the link down at the bottom and say, "This is one of my favorite ones," which. If you're going to do that, it really should be one of your favorites. Do not fucking lie to people about how amazing a product is if you don't believe in it because everyone is repping something these days and people can tell if you're lying. But if you really love Cauliflower Pizza, then you should put it down in the bottom because they're going to go buy it because you said it was good regardless of if you make money off of it or not. So you might as well make the dollar off of it. Because if you get 20 people that go buy that pizza because you said it was good, that's $20 you could have made. So that is one thing that can be really powerful really fast, especially in the day and age of social media when you have a following and you have a network. Um, But if you don't want to do any types of sales or anything like that, totally get it. Not everybody does. Um, Dog walking. Child care. Actually, let's let's break these down either even further. Dog walking. Specifically, there's a company called WAG and there's a company called Rover. It's like Uber for dog walking. The customer orders through an app and they say, this is my dog. Here's their selfie. Oh, they're so cute. They need to be walked for 60 minutes at 3 p.m. Who can do it? It goes out. You accept it or whatever you request it. The owner reads the reviews and they say, yes, you can walk my dog and you get paid to do it just that easy. Obviously, you generally need to have a way to get there and that sort of thing. You can even accept like dog sittings where you go and stay at their house when the owner's out of town, or you can do daycare where they drop the dog off to your house. Um, And so that can be very lucrative. You can get money for referring people to do that as well. Um, Childcare. They have care.com. I think care.com also includes like um, care for maybe elderly folks as well as care for pets. I'm not sure, but I think food delivery. There's a billion ways to do food delivery now. I think there's a company called Caviar. There's Postmates. There's DoorDash. There's Grubhub. There's something, Jet Jet something, I think. Um, Uber Eats. Like There's a million different companies to deliver food. And so usually if you can get approved by one, you can get approved by pretty much all of them. And... 
you just drive around, pick up food, and drop it off at the house of whoever orders it. Um, I, for one, have done Postmates before, and it's pretty easy. It's very user-friendly. Like These apps are meant to make it easy for you to follow instructions because obviously the company's got their reputation on the line hiring a bunch of independent contractors. So it's their job to make it easy for you to do your job. You, you go on your shift, you like turn it on and you say, okay, I'm like, I'm working now. You, obviously that's not what you say. You, there you hit a button that says go online or something like that. And, um, Wendy's up the street, you'll get a ding and it'll say like, go to Wendy's order. a I almost said a Big Mac, not at Wendy's, mm. um, order a Dave's double and a fry and a frosty and deliver it to such and such. And you literally just drop it off at that person's house. They usually tip. Sometimes they don't. It's okay. You still make money for doing the delivery. And that can be really lucrative. People make like $25 an hour. Sometimes it obviously depends on where you live and how busy it is. But, you know, with these types of things, you just have to weigh the mileage of gas, the wear and tear on your car and all of that. But it generally can be really lucrative to do um, food delivery. Also, Instacart, that's grocery delivery. Um, Amazon Prime, I think you can also do grocery delivery because they do like delivery from Whole Foods and things like that. I actually started doing Instacart in December of last year and I was making wonderful money um, doing the delivery and I ended up actually getting a promotion from contract, like not even an employee of Instacart. I was like a contracted employee, I guess. Um, I made my own hours. I had no boss. I just like worked when I wanted and didn't when I didn't want to. But I actually was able to promote to get a job on the field, like the corporate side in the field team, working for them in one of their stores, like retail locations where we partner with a retailer. So these companies also potentially can give you room for growth, which is really cool as well, because a lot of these technology app-based companies are expanding so quickly because of, again, the power of social media and technology. Um, So that's something to keep in mind. Transportation, you can do Uber, you can do Lyft, like there's just a million different options. We talked about network marketing, affiliate marketing, something a lot of people think or I think forget about is like their skill, their skills, their skill set and time-saving activities. Like if I can do something that saves you time, time is money, people are willing to pay. Like you want to pay somebody to come clean your house for you. Could you clean your house yourself? Absolutely. But would you rather pay $75 and save two and a half hours of your time? Like is your time worth $25 an hour? Many people would argue to say yes. So certain skills obviously maybe require certifications and things like that. I don't ever suggest somebody's like doing eyelashes in your kitchen when you do have never taken like a sanitation class in your life. But you know, if you have a skill that doesn't require any specific education or specific licenses for the safety of you and the people that you're working with, absolutely use those to your advantage, like help people move stuff, help people clean up. Like there's so many ways that you can get paid to help someone else save time. Think about what you're good at. Think about something that somebody doesn't like to do and that would rather spend their time doing something else and fill that need. It's literally as simple as that. You can collect money through PayPal And there's a business PayPal, so you can do like taxes and everything. Like it's just, there's so many ways to think of making additional money. Consulting, again, if you have a very specific skill set that other people need and it 
you know, even even if you're not charging as much because you're doing it on the side gig, you might be able to create a really big network while you build your portfolio and, and get practice and have proof of how great you are at this. And then you raise your prices. And I mean, the opportunities are endless when it comes to side gigs. Sometimes, like I said, they turn into full things because you just that's just you just you try something you see it works you see if there's a need that you can fill and that you can meet and then you go with it so but again like I said don't feel like these have to become a bigger thing it doesn't have to like it can just be your extra fun money or whatever but I feel like we all we all wouldn't say no to extra money um and then last thing education again if you have a skill if you have something that you can teach other people that is of value make a course like teach lessons. You can do video lessons. Zoom is a free a free meeting platform, video conference platform. You can charge $5, $10, $15 a head. Get on Zoom with five people for an hour and teach them something. Um, there's also platforms like Udemy or Udemy. I don't know how to pronounce it. But you can literally create a course and put it on there and have people buy it. Once you make the course one time, you can sell it over and over and over and over and over again, and it only took you the time that it took to create it one time. So, so easy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could go on and on, but these are some of the things that either people I know have done or I have done, and I feel very passionately about giving people options and flexibility and, like, find a way. I mean, sell shit. Like, Gary Vee is the one that always talks about sell, go buy stuff at a yard sale, and resell it on eBay or Amazon or whatever. Repurpose it if you need to. Or just find a good old vintage shit that people don't know what it's worth and go resell it for three times the price. There's just so many ways. You can sell your clothes on Poshmark. You can sell your clothes at Pluto's Closet. You can, I don't know. The opportunities are really endless. So um, if you have any more that you would like to include in case we do another episode of this, because I feel like this is a topic that always gets a lot of hits whenever I did a live on this on my Facebook like a year ago, and it was really popular, email them again. Like I said, the email riseandglowco at gmail.com. Email your ideas. If you have a side gig that has been super lucrative and you think other people could do it, then, uh, then let us know. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Rise and Glow Babe. Me on Instagram at is Nicole. Follow us on YouTube for the vlog at Rise and Glow Podcast. And keep an eye out for the vlog. There's more episodes coming. We're kind of getting our groove, but there are more episodes coming. I promise. Um did I miss anything? I don't think so. I don't know. I think you got it all. Um, Except for one thing. Here we go. One very important thing. Here we go. What do you call a fish with no eyes? I'm going to hate myself in the morning. <laughs> what do you call a fish with no eyes? Fish. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so bad. So bad. For those of you who don't get it, there's no I when I say that. Instead of fish, it's fish because there's no I.
no eyes, no fish eyes. It's so bad. (laughs) I almost didn't use this joke because I was like, it's kind of a visual joke. Like you get it so much faster when you read it. No, I got it. I mean, I know you got it, but I'm thinking more of like myself when I'm having a blonde Uh, moment. Like if I don't see it, sometimes I'm like, huh? But yeah, I feel like it's there (laughs) or it's not there. No eyes. The eye isn't there. No eyes. The joke is there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, For more corny jokes, make sure you listen next Monday. But you can follow me on my social medias for more jokes. Love, love these dad jokes. Oh, yeah. I forgot. There you go. Yay. All right, guys. Love you. Thank you for listening. Go make some money. And I'll talk to you next week. Hi, my name is Candace. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a friend. And I'm a woman who truly believes in the resilience inside of each and every one of us. I know that life throws us some tough shit sometimes. And I want this to be a space where we can laugh together and cry together. And a space where we can rise, glow, and grow together. On this podcast, we're going to tackle life and all it brings with a focus on health, both mental and physical, overall wellness, and daily personal improvement. Stay tuned for laughs, inappropriate jokes, real advice, guest interviews, and a real look past the highlight reel that we're bombarded with every single day. I'm so honored you're spending your time with us today, and I hope you feel welcome and loved here while listening. 